Hola a todos, bienvenidos a otro episodio del Us Podcast, donde hablamos de todo sin filtro y sin barreras. Aquí estoy con mis compañeros, pero voy a empezar con quién soy yo. Hola, soy José, soy de Caracas, Venezuela, y este mes estamos hablando de nuestra comunidad y de todo lo que pasa dentro de ella. Ok, hola a todos, uh, yo soy Lupe, me pueden decir Lupe, Lupita, Lupis, como ustedes quieran. Uh, yo soy de la Ciudad de México y... De esto, de esto, de hacer, right? Eso es todo. Chilanga. De la Ciudad de México. Soy chilanga. chilanga. Hola a todos. Mi nombre es Andy Rivera. Yo nací en Tamaulipas, México. Um, estoy muy feliz de estar aquí para hablar sobre la latinidad, la cultura, todo lo que pasa en nuestros países durante este, este mes. Y yo soy Miguel Domínguez. Yo soy de Córdoba, Veracruz. Uh, como dijo el Papa, solo Veracruz es bello. ¿El Papa dijo eso? El Papa dijo eso, de verdad. Ah, ok. Bueno, el que se murió. <risa> no, ¿se murió? No sé. ¿Cuál? El anterior. ¿Pablo? El pa ¿Es, ¿Es Pablo? No. Francisco es el, el nuevo, yeah, ¿no? Yeah, el Pablo yeah, es el, el que... Él lo dijo. R.I.P. Si no, pues lo siento. Lo siento. <risa> bueno, como ya están escuchando, estamos tratando algo diferente. Estamos hablando en español porque estamos celebrando nuestra cultura. Solo le quiero preguntar a ustedes... ¿Qué es lo que aman más de la ciudad o el pueblo de donde son? ¿Qué, qué, qué extrañan más de todo eso? Uh, yo, por ejemplo, antes de hacerme residente, obviamente no había ido, a, no había regresado desde hace 10, como 10, 15, 13 años. Okay. Uh, entonces, como que se me había olvidado cuando regresé. Uh, más o menos como aprendí y, y me enamoré otra vez de, de donde vengo. No necesariamente fui a la ciudad de donde fui, Córdoba, pero fui a Oaxaca, Puebla, a Guanajuato, que es la cuna de, de la historia de México, Guanajuato. Este, pero me enamoré de la ciudad, de los colores, de lo, uh, del el dialecto, diferentes dialectos. Uh, Puebla tiene muchas diferentes costumbres, muchas uh, leyes urbanas, leyendas urbanas. Uh -huh. um, y en, en general México tiene muchas leyendas urbanas y, es, y eso es lo que me, me enamora de la ciudad, no solo de Córdoba, Veracruz, um, a lo mejor el, el puerto, el puerto de Veracruz, que es lo que recuerdo cuando, este, cuando era pequeño que me llevaban, la comida, los mariscos, mm. ah, las gorditas de Fortín. Bueno, si dejamos Miguel hablando de comida, aquí estaremos todo el día. Uy, para mí ya ni me acuerdo. A uh, mí han sido 20 años que uh, no he regresado a México, porque obviamente no puedo. Pero sí puedo, pero no puedo regresar. Sí puedes. Es que sí puedo, puedo sí puedo. Puede. Pero no regreso. Uh, pero de lo poquito que sí me acuerdo, yo sé que cuando era pequeña a mí me encantaba ir al rancho de mi abuelita, porque ella tenía terreno. Y yo me dormía entre las vacas. A veces me perdía. No me podían encontrar por horas. Y iban a buscarme y me perdían las Yo dejaba las salir vacas. las vacas. Pues yo me dormía con ella. And now, ahora ya ni me gusta la leche. Me hace mal. So that, eso es un poco chistoso. No es que no te gusta, que te cae mal. mal. Sí. La leche no me gusta, el queso. Eh. El queso. Pero sí. ¿qué tiene el queso? Que es leche Pasturada. cruda. Pasteurizada, right. yep. pero no es leche. No es forma líquida de leche. Entonces. Pero también las, va las vacas, obviamente, ese, ese recuerdo que tenía. Pero también um, en Tamaulipas, en, en esa área, hay muchas montañas. Uh, cuando iba a visitar a mi abuelita, había el Cerro de Belvernal. Y enfrente del Cerro de Belvernal, en el campo crecían bastantes um, girasoles. Entonces, de, so, entonces mm. desde que era pequeña, yo si me conoces, sabes que me encantan los girasoles. Por esa razón y también por la de mi mami, porque es su planta favorita y me recuerda a ella, obviamente. Mm -hmm. Y finalmente, siempre me voy a acordar de cuando íbamos a la iglesia todos los domingos en la mañana y después de salir de la iglesia, íbamos al taquero en la esquina y hacían unos tacos tan ricos de barbacoa. Pero en vez de poner la barbacoa en una tortilla de maíz, la ponían en una tortilla de harina mm -hmm. y le ponían como aceite alrededor y se, era como, una, como un taquito. 
y estaba muy rico. So, eso es lo que me acuerdo y amo de mi país. Wow. No soy perro, pero wow. <risa> <risa> Lupe, ¿y tú? Uh, bueno, obviamente, pues igual la comida, porque como las gorditas, las gorditas de un mercado son, yo creo mm, que lo más rico. Las gorditas. Uh, <risa> los sopes. Los sopes, mm. las quesadillas, sí, con queso, sin mm. queso. <risa> este. Uh, porque en México, bueno, en, el, en la Ciudad de México, si pides una quesadilla, no trae queso. Es quesadilla queso un con queso solo y sincronizada con queso con y jamón. Queso. Yeah. Que yo so. siempre digo quesadilla, entonces. <risa> Pero, bueno, yo creo que a mí lo que más, lo que más extraño, pues, es a mi familia. Y porque, pues, aquí nada más estamos mi mamá y yo. Entonces, toda mi familia está en México, mi hermano, mi papá. Entonces es lo que más extraño. Bueno, y todo, pues sí, mis tías, mis primos, todos. Um, y también el lenguaje. La verdad que el poder hablar español en la tienda, o sea, donde vayas, es algo que no lo aprecias hasta que no lo tienes. Uh -huh. um, y pues también, o sea, los chilangos hablan de una manera muy particular. Uh, con muchos albures y muchas cosas que, o sea, pues es parte de la cultura, ¿no? Sentimiento. Y ajá, con, con sentimiento, con... Con chistes y todo eso. Entonces, es lo que más extraño, la, la, mi familia y el, el lenguaje. Ok, ok. Yo creo que para mí, de Caracas, a lo que extraño más, como dijo Sandy, Caracas está rodeado de montañas. Entonces, cada vez, me recuerdo que hace un par de años fui a San José en California y San José está, está también rodeado por, mm. eh, por montañas. Y yo estaba mirando en el hotel y me sentí como que, como que estaba otra vez en mi país. Um, tengo ya varios años que no voy desde que tengo 18 años um, por la situación allá, pero creo que el ambiente, um, aunque estamos en Sudamérica, no está caliente, caliente, especialmente como estaban en las montañas, uh -huh. es un aire bien refrescante y también las playas, no hay playas como las playas que yo he visto en Venezuela y me encanta mi gente, la comida, uh -huh. no voy a pasar aquí hablando de la comida, pero ya saben, las cachapas con el queso uh -huh. um, yes. y las arepas y los perros calientes, ay Dios mío, um, pero sí, no, me encanta y tampoco voy a dejar mi país República Dominicana porque también soy parte dominicano, pero igual la gente, la cultura y como uno se siente tan libre en su país, una li libertad que yo creo que nos sentimos, nos sentimos y no hace falta aquí en los Estados Unidos. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah. Sí. Ok, la última pregunta, y vamos a cambiar a otra vez a inglés. Pero um, sabemos que ahora todo el mundo se identifica de diferentes maneras. So, hay, hay gente que se identifica como, la, como latino, latinex, latine, latina, uh, hispano. Um, so, quiero saber, que le quiero preguntar aquí a mis amigos, ¿cómo se identifican ustedes? Antes de empezar, porque esa es la primera vez que escucho, like, that term, latine. Mm -hmm. So, yo sé que es un, like, term que es más nuevo, que a lo mejor las personas que están escuchando no saben mm -hmm. que eso. Si alguien me puede explicar qué significa mm -hmm. eso, antes de empezar, porque hemos escuchado hispano, latinex, ya, ya ha sido unos años con eso. Pero. So, latine con la e... Ya. Yeah. Um, comenzó después que salió la, Latinx, porque había personas que no le gustaba cómo sonaba la X, um, o pensaba que no sonaba bien o que no se veía bien. Entonces hay personas que usan la E, um, como en debes de decir, Todex, dicen Todes, y es otra manera de poder incluir a todas las personas, um, no importa qué um, género se identifican, si son mujer o hombre o eh, transgénero. Um, so es una forma de poder incluir a todo el mundo igualmente. ¿Todo el mundo hispanohablante? Bueno, y todo el mundo en, cuando, en esa conversación, para no excluir a nadie. Porque igual como comenzamos cuando la gente decía, o oh, latinos, y habían mujeres, oh. eh, se siente como que se excluye. Pues son gente, mujer, hombre, o que yeah, no, no identifican Simplemente era porque no le gustaba a la gente la X, uh -huh. al fin que lo cambiaron, cambi yeah. lo hicieron latiné. Okay. Yeah, sí. Okay. Cool, cool. X, X cool. no, porque como tache X, o no sé por qué contar la X. ¿Cuál es el problema con la X? No sé. Hay personas que no le gustan. Entonces fueron a E. Porque dicen, dicen que ya el, el lenguaje hispano ya es inclu 
inclusivo, inclusivo. para todos. Uh -huh. um, entonces hay personas que no quieren cambiar el lenguaje. Um, dicen que ya, ya es lo que es. Um, pero algo que yo pienso es que el lenguaje, todo, todos los lenguajes son... Se tienen que... Siempre, siempre se desarrollan yeah. a algo nuevo. Porque es, si vemos el, el lenguaje el latín, uh -huh. está muerto porque no cambió. Uh -huh. Entonces, um, está pasando lo mismo con la lengua francesa, porque los franceses de, de, de Francia um, no quieren que el lenguaje cambie. Uh -huh. Entonces, ellos tienen, tienen algo contra las personas de Canadá, porque ellos hablan un francés diferente. diferente. Mm -hmm. um, y es diferente, hay personas dif en partes de, dif de Canadá que lo hablan también diferentes allá. Hay un dialecto diferente. Um, pero yo sé que la escuela de lenguaje de, Fra de Francia lo quieren proteger tanto, um, pero si haces eso, el lenguaje se va a morir, mm -hmm. porque tiene que adaptarse al tiempo. Mm -hmm. Es como, ¿cómo se dice slang? ¿Cómo se dice slang en español? No sé. No sé. ¿Quién tiene internet? <risa> <risa> bueno, las palabras como, por ejemplo, chévere, um, chido. Uh, uh -huh. Como dice yerga, yarjón. Bueno, si saben, déjenos saber, por favor. <risa> este, pero esas, esas palabras, ¿no? Que son como, como de slang. Esas cambian, ¿no? Sí. Y yo pienso que es algo tan, tan hermoso. Bueno, a mí, a mí se me hace algo tan hermoso del, del lenguaje, por, lo, por, por ejemplo, en español que cada país, o sea, todos hablamos español y nos podemos entender hasta cierto punto, um, pero cada quien tiene su propio slang, ¿no? Es, por ejemplo, ahorita um, conocí a una colombiana y ella me, de me decía marica, y yo así como que marica para mí es otra cosa, ¿no? Pero, o sea, o sea yo, lo entendía, yo entendía porque obviamente no sé, pues de escuchas a Maluma, cosas así, ¿no? Y como que vas aprendiendo, ¿no? Pero, pero sí me llegó a decir así como que, como que marica, y así como que me gustó. <risa> porque es así como, no, no sé, como que su, su propio, sus propios... No no, para ella es, 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 es algo como tierno. Ajá, para para, para mm. los que no saben, en Colombia y en Venezuela, el término marica es, eh, por ejemplo, cuando los, eh, la gente de México dicen güey. Um, o también puede decir chamo. O, es otra forma de adoración, de, ajá, de, como like amigos. Like, ajá, yeah. Como, ah, marico, no hagas tal cosa. Va. Like, yeah. No es algo malo. Mm -hmm. um, pero cuando estamos con diferentes culturas. Significa, tiene otro significado. Otro significado. Pero yeah. yeah. me porque, o sea, ella, ella me decía. Me decía de repente así como marica yo le decía güey entonces y ya o sea ya, ya conocía a unas mexicanas entonces este ya estaba como acostumbrada a que le dijeran güey verdad pero también o sea no se me gustó que nos pudimos conectar de esa manera mm -hmm. en nuestros mm -hmm. no, o sea nuestra propia cultura pero las dos somos latinas mm -hmm. pero es bueno que por ejemplo tú sabías las diferencias por ejemplo alguien que, mm -hmm. que no ha salido de México y se encuentra alguien que es de de Venezuela y le dice eso de, oye güey pero uh -huh. ¿qué, yo qué te hice no? sí, sí. <risa> sí. Entonces, pero de, sí. de, yo creo que de eso viene también tener paciencia y tener uh -huh. ese tener ese momento de poder educar pero también escuchar y aprender uh -huh. um, pero sí le hiciste una pregunta ¿cuál era? ¿Qué, cómo, ¿Qué, cómo te se identificas? Uh, latino la no después esta pregunta a mí okay, okay. pues la verdad no me da igual me identifico como me quieras decir no, no sé no tengo algo a, o sea que me digan que eres que eres latino latina okay, te, voy a, te voy a dar cinco segundos cuando te dicen Miguel qué eres go latino okay. <risa> pues ahí está, ahí está. <risa> o, o sea digo latino o mexicano o, o sea lo que lo que pienso primero es lo que digo Okay. Pero no me identifico solamente, o sea, no me, nada más me puedes decir esto, me puedes decir esto, o sea, a mí yeah. me vale. Yo creo que también depende en, con el grupo que estás, porque si estás con unos americanos, a lo mejor vas a decir yo soy latino, pero si estás con un grupo de latinos, uh -huh. puedes decir yo soy mexicana, you know, mm. so depende, pero yo me identifico como mexicana, latina. Same. Yeah. Sí. Yo creo que yo también. Humano. Mexicano, humano. latino, humano. Humano. Soy persona. Humano. <risa> yo, lo, yo lo que le estoy diciendo a las personas, yo como persona, como José humano. Alberto, um, yo me identifico como latino, um, pero cuando estamos haciendo cosas en la comunidad, si estamos hablando con o una presentación o estamos haciendo un podcast o estamos hablando con un grupo de personas, no sé, para, para no... Para incluir a todo el mundo, digo Latinx, like soy una persona Latinx, mm -hmm. um, 
para incluir a todo el mundo. Pero yo personalmente, si me preguntas, yo soy latino, uh -huh. um, soy de Venezuela, um, soy mitad dominicano, um, pero sí, eso, los, eso es lo que soy, así me identifico um, y tal. Respétalo. <ríe> Punto. Punto. <ríe> All right, awesome. How do you guys feel about how do you guys feel about that? Damn, that Rosetta session, Rosetta Stone session. Well, I mean, for me, I've been speaking Spanish all day because I teach seventy percent of my day in Spanish. So, I mean, it's getting easier, but I still feel like I sound like a robot sometimes. I think I found that statistic very interesting. Where we, I'm eating, by the way. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> where we. I guess, like, we identify as, like, Latinx, Hispanic, Latino, Latina, Latina, whatever. Um, but we don't, like, somebody else sees us outside of our culture and our people. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, I guess they, they might assume that we don't speak Spanish as often as we should because mm -hmm. we speak English with them majority of the time. Um, but... Like, you'd be surprised how much we actually don't speak, at least from my point of view, speak Spanish uh -huh. majority of the day, unless it's with my parents. Um, mm -hmm. My wife speaks Spanish, but we don't speak in Spanish. Um, and some of my friends speak Spanish, but we don't speak in Spanish. So I find that statistic, like, very interesting as to, like, why I'm not speaking Spanish, although I can't speak it very well. Um, but I choose not to unless I'm in certain settings. Mm -hmm. And... Also, I find it really funny that when I do speak Spanish at a like a Mexican store or something like that, because I guess like they're used to seeing different ethnicities walking in their establishment. They they don't assume that I'm Mexican. Mm -hmm. They think I'm like Filipino or like Asian. Mm -hmm. yes. And then I speak Spanish <laughs> and they're like, Why do you learn Spanish? And I'm like, So Mexicano. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, no, I like for me, I Wait, what was the question? Oh, how do we feel? Yeah, how do we feel? No, I, <laughs> I think I felt like I. So I recently I've been traveling, right? So I recently went to Puerto Rico, and it was such a cool experience to be in a country where like Spanish is the main like language again, where like the street names, like the street signs, everything is in Spanish. Instead of like New York, yes, IUPUI Drive, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But, and, like, just, like, talking to anyone, like, at the store, whatever, you could speak Spanish. And, like, I was just, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I really took it for granted. Like, or I don't know, like. Yeah, no, I think it's that's really cool because, I mean, you go to a different country and you hear your language. But I think it's also very cool if you go to certain parts of this country, like, mm -hmm. here in the United mm -hmm. States, where it's still a predominant Like language. Miami. Like, Miami, Miami yeah. is really, like. You know the Carib, like it's right next to the Caribbean. Yep. You're, you'll hear Spanish from Venezolanos, Colombianos, like all of that. And then you'll go to places like El Paso, mm. and El Paso, la comunidad, like is majority Mexican. It's right there, right? But Mexicans who are now Tejanos, and like New it's York, like, like yeah, it is like different. So, yeah, like yeah. And then you find cool. like different like communities of Latinos, uh -huh. right? Because yeah. like Miami's more like Cubans, like. Um, I don't know what else. What is, what is it? Like Venezuelans, yeah. Colombia, and then you go to like New York and it's Florida, more like Dominicans, Dominicans yeah. Puerto Ricans. And then you go to Texas and it's like Tex-Mex. Mm. Um, I'm actually going to Texas next, so. Tex-Mex next. We'll find uh. out. <laughs> so I'll find out what, like, but it, it is very interesting to see like how different like Latino groups are in the U.S. Mm. Yeah. And where they're located. And when they're located. Yeah. It and is, it's yeah. like been like that for years. Like mm -hmm. they just migrate to a certain spot on the map, you know? And then isn't it funny how, like, you find, like, one person from, like, a specific town and then everybody everybody from that town is here? Is it, yeah. yeah. Um, yes. The region? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, but. yes. Um, I was going to uh, say, I was going to give Sandy a, a, a compliment just because, uh, but I don't want it to sound shady. Guys, everything I say always comes off shady, but oh, it's not. God. Um, no, I was going to say no, that no, now, listen, now listening to you speaking Spanish, I haven't heard you speak Spanish in a while, um, but I remember when we first started Siembra, uh, I heard you speak Spanish, and I will say your Spanish has have gotten so much better. Thank you. Uh, and <laughs> I'm not saying that I speak the best Spanish, um, but I know that you used to be a little shy about it, mm -hmm. and just listening to you speak all that and sounding so confident, I'm like, okay, Sandy, <laughs> I see you. I think like, it's so weird because... 
I feel more of an adult now that I speak more Spanish. An adult? Like, I feel like an adult. Like, actually, like, a Latino adult. Because yes. back then, like, in high school, with our friends groups, like... It was uncomfortable. Like It just, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a thing. thing. Oh, my God, that could be... I could literally go into this conversation really, really deep. I'm not going to. But, like, the whole, like... It's just, ESL thing, yeah. I think, like, fucked us. Uh, oh, for sure, because oh they were trying to strip us from our language oh to God. learn this new language, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, like, that. it makes me feel, feel really good, Jose, because I've been working, like, really hard on just trying to improve my Spanish because as soon, when I started teaching, I realized how much I had lost. Mm-hmm. And then my grandma came from Mexico around that time, and I was, like, struggling to communicate with her. And now this second time around that she came, like, it was, like, just flowing. So, yeah. thank you so much. No, that's, that's <laughs> and I was going to bring up also, because Miguel, Miguel and I, when yes. we were younger, we never spoke Spanish too. to each other. <laughs> we would have sleepovers. We would go partying. We would spend the whole days together, weekends. And we I don't think we ever I think spoke. my parents would ask me, and they're like, does he speak Spanish? I'm like, yes. Yeah. So like, why are you guys speaking Spanish? I'm like, why speak Spanish? I can speak English. <laughs> Exactly, but now it's like, well, why do I speak? Yeah, why don't I? You know? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. We felt so much, like we felt more comfortable speaking English because we fit in. Mm -hmm. So, for example, like I tested out of ESL when I was in sixth grade, I think. Um, But I remember I used to be really embarrassed when we used to take ISTEP, and they used to get me out of the room because they're like, "Oh, you're one of the kids that needs more time." And then they'll put me in this room with like all these other Hispanics, and I'm like, I'm like, what? And that would be the first one done. Um, but no. And then when I got to high school, it it was like a double-edged sword because I was also in like advanced classes, and most of my uh, classmates were white. Some were so black. You had to like um, that persona. Yeah. So a lot of Latinos at North Central would be like, oh, él es creído, um, no habla español, se cree que es mejor que nosotros. Uh-huh. And they would always get together in this little corner, uh, like in the student in the student center. And there was this little corner with like these plants. And all the Latinos in the, in, during periods would just hang out there. Same. And I would walk past them, the and they would just like experience. look at me, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> we had the had same, same experience. <laughs> and then when I joined Spanish for Spanish Speakers, um, there was it was all Latinos, um, and like I got close to them. I became the president of the Latin Dance Club, so then I started to like bond with them and like get to know them. And I'm like, it's not that I thought I was better. You guys knew each other because you guys had ESL classes together. I didn't, so I didn't know you guys. I didn't. You guys weren't in my classes. So and like I went to a school with 700 other students in just my class. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I can't know everybody. Mm-hmm. But it was. It's definitely interesting to see my journey growing up how I was like strictly with most of my friends most of my friends were only black like african-american to my junior and senior year in high school most of my friends were latino mm-hmm. and then going into college and like that's what that's what was around me that's I it was like oh like these are my people mm-hmm. like I felt more comfortable and that's where I started just diving deep into who I am and whenever we'd go to the Latino festival mm-hmm. Garfield yeah, the Park. Garfield Park. Garfield Park. Mm-hmm. No, not a, was it Garfield Park? The one downtown. It was. It was in front Park. of the library at that time. It was right here. Um, the military park. Y- no, the by the library. American. In front of the well, library. We were practicing kickball region. last year. No, that's no, the military park. No, that's the American sh- Legion Mall park thing. You guys, it's literally the one by the center of the library yeah. downtown. <laughs> if you were there, you know. By the memorial. If you're there, you know. I'll pull up. You know. You know if you know. If you know, you know. I think it's beautiful how we've just, like, how we became that, yeah. you know? How we started off as these little kids who just wanted to assimilate, who just wanted to fit in, and now we're just discovering a new version of ourselves, like, a, like unfolding a new, like, leaf. It's like you have every to, like, single you, you, R.I.P. Siembra. Yeah. A new leaf. <laughs> every, every, like, every year, every month, we're just, and it's beautiful because we've grown up around each other in some way, mm-hmm. somehow. So we've seen how we were mm-hmm. back then and then what we've become now. Like and you, we can say that for a lot of our community. Both, yeah. Because in a way, the four of us sitting here, we have connections to mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. And we've seen them grow too. So yeah. it's very interesting and beautiful. 
Yeah, I think it's just, like, a lot to do with, like, identity, right? And, like, how you, like, grow up. And everybody had a different experience. Mostly, like, if you're an immigrant. Everybody had a different immigrant experience. And, like, we can share some things about it. But at the end of the day, you know, like, for example, like, me, like, I was, like, a single parent household. Or, like, somebody else who maybe had a parent, like, deported. Or, you know, that had siblings. Like, I didn't have any siblings. So, it's like, everybody had a different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it shapes, like, who who you are. Like, I think, like, if I had siblings and I was, like, first generation, like, I would, I would be a lot more responsible by now. <laughs> like, trying to be, like, a better role model for them. Yeah. But since it's just me, I'm like, fuck it. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do see it with, like, with Jose. Like, I feel like you do try to be, like, a, like a better role model for your, for your sisters. Mm-hmm. And, like, you carry that responsibility on you. So I just think, like, it's so cool how, like, you know, and then also, my bad. Also, like, people talk about, like, no, the no sabo kids, right? And it's like, well, it's fucking hard when you're going to school and all you're learning is English. And, like, everything like you, that you need to survive in school is English. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're trying to assimilate to this culture, to these kids. You know, like, I remember in Mexico, we, we put ketchup on pizza. So, like, when I got here, I wanted to put ketchup on pizza. And I was like, no, you don't do that here. So it's like little things like that that make you feel weird. You know, in Mexico, yeah, you, still weird, you go to Mexico. You never know, have that. Like maybe it's just like a, like something that they do in the FA, but like no, they do that. Ketchup on pizza. Yeah. Like, no, you go to see, Mexico. If you put a lime in a Corona in Mexico, like everybody looks at you. Like what the They're fuck? like, what the fuck are you doing? That's yeah. a colonizer thing. And then if you take a shot. And with the, salt or mm-hmm. limon, they look at you weird. They're like, bitch, what are you doing? You better drink that. Because it's like, it's like I could <laughs> I've put my tequila down with no lime and salt, Period. so it's fine. You ain't no bitch. Exactly. Period. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we're talking about language, are you guys attached to Spanish? Do you feel like Spanish makes you more or less Latino? Like for yourself. Let's not. We're not talking about anybody else. We're talking about Lupe, Sandy, Miguel, Jose. Do you feel like if you if Spanish was stripped away from you, do you feel like you lose a part of your culture? The yes. language? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. I sure. am, like, personally, I am very attached to my language. Mm-hmm. And I found that out, Re- like, recently I found out, like, I am very attached to, like, my, like, it makes a huge part of my identity as a person, like, as a human being. Because there's things about myself that, like, I can't express in English. Like, I have to say them in Spanish for them to, like, make sense to me and to just be, like, valid to me. Um, and then, like, being able to communicate with my family. Like, if I didn't have that, like, if I couldn't talk to my grandma and, like, have a conversation with her and tell her how I'm feeling, ask her how she's feeling, how she's doing, etc. Like, it would just be a, a huge part of me that I wouldn't know, you know? So, I think for me, yes, I am very attached to my language. For me, too, I feel like I'd be very disappointed in myself. Um, no shade to those of you who probably can't speak Spanish and you are Latino. But for me, I'd be disappointed in myself because I just set, like, even another, like, yet another barrier for my family. You know, like, my like my parents, I mean, over the years, they've learned more English and stuff. But, like, my family in Mexico, that does, like, like Lupe was saying, like, imagine if I couldn't communicate with my aunt or my uncle or my cousin, you know. So I am also very attached. And there's also our language is so passionate mm-hmm. like there's only some certain things you can communicate in espanol that you can't in inglés with that same amount of emotion mm-hmm. and passion and also there's just something always so comforting yes of yes. the language of you coming across another latino who might be needing help mm-hmm. or you might just you're just having a terrible day and then you just hear something funny in spanish that like at the grocery store or with a friend that just you know helps and it's just that comfort of knowing that it's who you are and where you come from yes. you know after us being away from our country for so long but be still being able to speak our language and hear our language just reminds us of like what it's like there so it's just that comfort that passion and then that just pride and being able to speak the language that keeps me so attached to it yeah i think for me depending because when you first asked it i was just like well if you take spanish away from me now like it doesn't take any doesn't take away any like my experiences that actually make me me it just takes that communication barrier but if you bring if you take that out and you also take everything that comes with it we're like communicating with my family not being able to listen to spanish music and understand like spanish jokes um then i feel like that takes that does take an essence of me 
um, if it was just the language part of it uh, and I couldn't speak it or if I couldn't communicate back but I could under understand it um, it'd be different I would say I don't know. Imagine you couldn't understand what Bad Bunny was That's saying. That's what I was thinking. Like, I can you imagine? Mean. Like, sometimes like, I can't you understand. Have you tried but... to translate these Spanish songs Oof. into English? Did you see that TikTok where and they translated like... what song was it? <laughs> La Chona. Oh, La Chona. Chona. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch She's this. She's like dancing around with a beer in her hand. Yeah. Like, what is the Nahiracha? Oh, like, right? It does not hit the same. <laughs> but, like, not even just the music. I think Spanish jokes are so funny. Yes. Like, Bro, did you see the one I posted er, today? Yes. Oh, that Miguel Hidalgo. E. E. <laughs> oh, yes. That was funny. No, if I'm being honest, I sat there, like... I, it took me a minute. Yeah. I was sitting there for Miguel, a minute. Because really? like, your name is Miguel. Yeah. So I was like, is he talking? I was like, where's Boris Melissa? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That was, that was so funny. And then I clicked on it, it and it had a bunch of lights. Yeah. I was like, where the fuck is Melissa? <laughs> <laughs> She is my ready send Melissa a message. She said Melissa. Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Because we're pulling up, girl. Oh my god. Okay, bring it back. Bring it back. Shout out to Melissa. She's she's being a student right now. She is studying. She is educating herself. Today is her last day. Today's her graduation. What? Shout out to Melissa, a queen. Um. Okay, so I mean, I feel very attached to <laughs> Spanish. Uh, I feel like it's part of who I am, who my family is, who mm-hmm. who my people are. Um, so, what do you guys say to people that say that Spanish isn't our language, that it was brought to us by the colonizers? I'm like, can you speak it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that thing that Mexicans say? La tuya. When they like, no, not la tuya. When they like, it's like flicking you off, but with the word. Chinga tu madre. Yeah, something like that. No, but no, I, I, I get it because, you know, there's like the native languages that mm-hmm. got wiped out mm-hmm. because of it. Right. But at the end of the day, I think about it. I'm like, well, there's nothing we can do to go back. And it's already part of who I am. Like, you know, like. And language is constantly adapting. Yeah, too, exactly. And so. it's like at one point it's like, you know, enough people need to like be able to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. And if there's so many different languages and nobody would be able to communicate. And anyways, Correct. no language belongs to anybody, okay? Anybody can speak whatever language they want. So, at the end of the day, it might have been brought over by the colonizers, but it's still a language my ancestors learned. So guess what? It's my language, too. Did they learn it, or was it forced on them? Period. Oh, that's a good one. Take it back. Well, even, no, like, no, because... I'm here playing devil's advocate. It's like if we talk about, like, religion, too, like, Catholicism, uh, yeah. like, you know, like, that was brought by the... But Catholicism? <laughs> Catholicism. Uh, Catholicism? Catholicism? Hey, you said what you said. We understood. But now you said Christianity is different. Well, it's the same umbrella, right? Like, it's, it's, Christ, it's Christianity. Christianity. Yes. Christianity. Bueno, those the mission, Lord's the, word. The missionaries. Yeah, they came, and, Disque. like, that's how, they, that's how they colonized also. But, like, people are so attached to their religion. And it's like, well, I'm, I mean, like, I respect everyone. But to me, it's just like, why are you so attached to a religion that was, like, forced on you, too? Then, you know? Right, right. I don't know. I don't know. I I think it's, so uh, Lupe and I recently, we joined a pod, a, not a podcast, a Zoom uh, meeting, training. Like a conference. Uh, conference thing. by the Luz Collective. Uh, find them on Instagram. It's L-U-Z Collective. We'll tag them. We'll tag them, yeah. And we talked about the Latinx diaspora and how... Uh, so diaspora is basically like, like how different we are. I don't know how to explain it. Uh, so like, there's like a wide range, like, like the, the spectrum, of Latinos, kind of, yeah. Intersectionalities. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, and they talked about a lot of different topics, and the language part came up, like how attached mm-hmm. are you to it? And we met a lot of people that were learning their native languages. Mm-hmm. So there's a website with this map with uh, native tribes of like where you're from, so you can look into it. And you can learn that language. And I think that that's awesome. But I also feel like in this generation, in this moment, Spanish is part of us. It's part of our culture. Whether we like it or not. How did it get there? That was that's way a, past my time. Yes. And like <laughs> we obviously, we know that erasure exists. That it's been, our history has been whitewashed. It's uh, Eurocentric. Mm-hmm. But we also have to realize that this is what we have. 
this is how we grew up this is the things that we love like I express myself way differently in Spanish yes. than I do in English mm-hmm. yes and, and why be resistant to that like you know it's part yes. of your identity it's part of what you've grown She's up with crazy. like I understand okay like I get it I get that we should be upset like and like we are upset about the erasure of the tribes and like their languages and stuff it's just like when like Jose said like it's what we have mm-hmm. now it's what it's become it's who you are it's who yeah it's who I am so like it's I guess it's good to understand it and mm-hmm. know that what you what you came to know now what you know now mm-hmm. came from somewhere else it was a, a merging of other things so I guess understanding the the tree that gave life to your knowledge now mm-hmm. um, like and understanding and and figuring out that um, even though it was wrong for it to happen or, or had how it came to a conclusion now um, it did happen and knowing the history uh, behind it helps you uh, I guess it, it it ties you more to your roots yeah. mm-hmm. uh, because you know that it was flawed in a way but that flaw could, made you who you are yeah, today because then it could even open up the door for you to go exploring mm-hmm. where you, you are like, like the, you. the map you were showing me earlier mm-hmm. that you got from the conference you went to like that map is so cool I've never seen that before mm-hmm. but it showed all the tribes that were originally mm-hmm. there in those areas yeah. and I would have never known that like had this information not been given to mm-hmm. me so I feel like it just opens the door to that possibility of you going back finding your roots and getting yeah. even even deeper with yourself than you were before mm-hmm. yeah. understanding what your ancestors uh-huh. went through Correct. and um finding a deeper meaning of who you truly are mm-hmm. you know uncovering yourself within yeah. the roots yeah and with uh with that i it started it for me it started conversations with my father's family in venezuela because i was like like where did like because i know that my grandma has str- st- uh direct ties with Native American blood in Venezuela um, and I was like hey like where do we like where does that come from where do we come from like what do we speak like uh, so it's it's allowing me to learn more about where I come from and I'm excited to teach that to my nephews nieces my kids who knows and talk to them about it and I'm going to continue to teach my family Spanish yes. and my little cousins that are growing up here when I'm with them, I speak to them in Spanish. And they're like, they struggle, but I'm like, vas a hablar español. Mm-hmm. No me importa si quieres o no, ese es tu lenguaje, es de, es de donde vienes, tu familia, tu abuelos hablan español, tú vas a hablar español. And not only that, but también, like, it can help you get, like, more jobs, too. Correct. Like, not, it, it makes you, it just makes you, like, a, I don't know. It makes you a better candidate wherever yes. you go. Well, a piece of, a piece of advice to people out there that are putting that they speak Spanish on their resume and they don't actually speak Spanish, mm-hmm. watch out because I've been in a couple interviews lately and they actually ask you, ask questions, you questions in, in Spanish, Spanish yep. and want you to respond in Spanish. Mm-hmm. So don't be out there lying because some of mm-hmm. y'all be saying yes to oh, Spanish. Yeah. And, I've had, I've actually know. been um, where like someone's interviewing and they're Spanish speaking. They yeah. bring me into the room to ask them questions in Spanish. I've been that person. Yeah. 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 I love this dialogue, but why are we talking about this? What's going on right now? El mes de la herencia hispana. Latina. Yeah. So ayer empezamos el mes de la herencia hispana que comienza el 15 de, de septiembre Septiembre. hasta el 15 de octubre. Octubre, fuck. Y yeah. qué 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 pasó anoche que ustedes es es, es de ustedes. El grito. <laughs> it happened right now. What you mean? Esta noche. ¿Qué? <laughs> No, because el grito. Oh, es que es que es es mañana hoy. What? Estamos en el futuro, güey. Oh. <laughs> so hoy, el de So felicitaciones. Thank you, thank you, gracias. Um, pero Ayer sí. El Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua, Ajá. Managua. So Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras y Nicaragua. Y también otros países que van a celebrar este mes van a ser Chile y Belice. Y obviamente México. Mm-hmm. So mucho, muchas días de independencia que estamos pasando aquí en 
que estamos hablando aquí en los Estados Unidos y es un mes donde va a haber muchos eventos. Mm -hmm. um, yo sé que han habido algunos eventos ya para celebrar la independencia de México, pero yo creo que el mes de la herencia hispana es súper importante para nosotros, para recordar, reconocer nuestra gente mm -hmm. en nuestra comunidad, mm -hmm. uh, lo, el trabajo que están haciendo y cómo, mm -hmm. se está, cómo estamos creciendo. Like how we're growing and I think we're achieving a lot. And it's not just this month. I mean, mm -hmm. we contribute to this community, to yeah, this right. world, every day. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything is, every, our, our culture is around us every day on the daily. Hay en todo el mundo, nada más aquí. Yeah. Los latinos están en todo el mundo. And every day there's a new organization or company that wants to create inclusivity and bring our culture in and expand through our culture as well. You know, as much as, like, we give our culture, people are benefiting from it, too. Yeah. Como dijo Pitbull, somos worldwide. <laughs> we are worldwide. <laughs> you were just waiting on that one. <laughs> oh, I was waiting. So one, one thing that, uh, that came up in our conversation at the conference was this one girl. She's Puerto Rican. She's uh, she has black presenting. Um, and she said, I, I find it funny when people identify as Afro-Latina. And we're like, well, why? And she's like, well, do we call white-skinned, European-looking Latinas Euro-Latinas, or are they just Latinas? Mm. They're just Latinas. She came from my neck. Yeah, so she's like, she's like, she's yeah, like, that, that that's, 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 that's putting, that's putting yeah. Afro-Latina making me feel like less than mm -hmm. because of my hair or my nose, my color. Because uh, at the end of the day, yeah. when we look at the Latinx diaspora, like, we're all Latinos, wow. and we all look different from white to black. So, what do you guys feel about that's that? That's so. I think that's yeah. that. Sorry, that just kind of blew my mind. Mm -hmm. That's what I because said. Because for the longest, we've been working so hard to make Afro Latinos feel seen. Like, yeah. Like, you know, like yeah. because we want to include their African American heritage as well as their Latino heritage. So we've been working so hard towards that. So I'm gonna pause you. I'm gonna pause you, Sandy. Did you just say they're African American heritage? Oh no, they're sorry, sorry, they're African heritage. There we go. Yes, there sorry. We go. Okay. It's because I thought, uh, you know. No, 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 for sure. Um, but so it's just it's super cool hearing that because then you hear how how you think you're making like progress, but then there's some people who are feeling left out still. Yeah. In that same way, and it's it's like a double-edged sword, like you yes. were saying earlier. Well, and then, like, like, it's funny that you guys said that because then they also talked about, uh, like, Latinos who are mixed with African-American. Yeah, so they asked, they asked, is there a difference between a Blacksican who is an African-American, half Mexican, versus an Afro-Latino? Mm -hmm. Like, is there a difference between no, those yeah. two individuals? It's like one Mexican, one isn't? Well, one is has American, like, blood in, like... African-American. Like African-American. Instead of just African roots. But at them. the end of the day, aren't both just from a Africa? Like, Afro-Latina? I mean, like, technically, you know, if we look at evolution, didn't we all come that? from Africa? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the thing, and that's something that they talked about, like, how many terms there are and how many ways there are to separate us, right? Like, you right. can go Mexican, like, oh, soy, soy, soy Hispana, soy Latina, soy Mexican, soy Chilanga. O sea, you can separate each other, like, we can separate ourselves so much, but at the end of the day, it takes away from like the bigger picture, which is like you know like you are all racism, mm -hmm. which is like you know like like uh, like the economy, like classism. But yeah, because where did the word Hispanic come from? It came from the census for the United States. Mm -hmm. Like that's they try to class us together because of the language. and that's still not a good representation of no. our community. Yeah. Uh, so it's just a lot of things that like. When you said that your mind was blown, my mind was blown. Yeah, and like yeah. Lupe was there sitting next to me, and I was way. like, what? Yeah. And I think another thing we talked about was mixed people. Mm -hmm. um, there are yeah. so many people in our community that are mixed, that are half something, half something. Asian Latinos. Asian Latinos, yeah. yeah. And I, I'm half Dominican, half Venezuelan. That's what I would always say. And this girl came back at me, and she said, no. She's like, you're 100% Venezuelan. You're 100% Dominican. This is who you are. Mm -hmm. And Period. I was like, I was yeah. like, oh, shit. That's true, because yeah, I'm not just half of my culture or half of this. All of you're I'm all of it. I'm embracing yeah. all of it. And you're like, you are you. Are you. Yeah. That's the thing that nobody else is going to have your experience. Exactly. You're like, everything that you face. I hope you guys are listening to this conversation, because... Because I think I just... A lot of mo I don't know. Our people are so beautiful. I yeah. think our culture is so beautiful. Yeah. And it's. I think it's sad to try to limit yourself mm -hmm. to fitting into a box. Yes. 
whether and to you feel like you're limited. Right. Right. Because some of us like we, yes, we were born, born in Mexico, but you grew up here in the United States. But that doesn't make you less Mexican because you didn't grow up there. Yeah. Like you're still 100% Mexican. Yeah. Or like then the, you ask a Mexican from Mexico and they'd say, yeah, you are less than Mexican. Yeah. Like, eres gringo. Or like, they, yeah. they'll Sorry, tell you, like, I just yeah. need like, I need like a day to just think about this. And I think awesome. about like a lot of like kids, like the DACA kids that came and they were so young, like, you know, like months old and then they couldn't like, they just grew up here. It's basically like they're from here, but like, like if I feel like, no soy ni de aquí ni de allá, like I can only yeah. imagine like, other people and like I feel like my Spanish is pretty good and I feel like my English is pretty good so like I feel like well balanced and I feel like well balanced in both cultures too where I feel like very comfortable with Hispanics mm -hmm. and like Latinos but then I also feel comfortable in like you know like predominantly white settings or like black settings um where I'm like okay like I'm cool like I might not be like black or white but like I can talk to you guys I can communicate with you um Yeah. But then there's people that don't have like that privilege of remembering their country, of remembering like talking to their family, things like that. I was taking everything in. <laughs> right, that's how I'm like. It's just like it's just so many. Sure. It's just so many. Like something that I love that they said is like you can make your own definition of what what Latino is. Mm -hmm. Like nobody has to tell you. Like you may you make up like I, and I feel that like a hundred percent like as an an immigrant or like a first generation Latino, or not even just first generation but any type of Latino because there's so many like there's so much history. Yeah. Um, so they're basically saying like you don't have to fit any into m multiple molds mm -hmm. when you are all of them. Yeah. Period. You just are your hundred percent your because that's yourself. that's who we are. Like yeah. we like you. Lupe brought it up. We look if we look far enough. A lot of our countries have a lot of Asian influence in them. Mm -hmm. So I mean, are do we need to say that we are also Asian or have some Asian influence in our community? Because I know in Mexico there's a lot of Asian community, mm -hmm. a lot of Asian influence. Sorry. In their culture and in Peru, in Peru también. Mm -hmm. So you look at certain countries. If you look far enough, we're all so mixed. Mm -hmm. So, but I think what I find beautiful about the word "yo soy Latino" is that it brings that together. It brings all those cultures. It brings that melting pot, and it's who we are. Mm -hmm. It makes us who we are. No matter if our hair is straight, curly, good hair, bad hair, quote unquote. If you have a wide nose, a finer nose, what color? Like it doesn't matter. It's we're all Latino. And we shall all embrace that. Period. Punto. <laughs> punto. So I want to move on to something that you said, Lupe. You said you feel comfortable in white American settings. Uh, I want to talk about privilege. Privilege mm -hmm. between us. Um, I know sometimes it's a hard conversation to admit that we as immigrants, as brown people, that we have some privilege. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah. Oh, yes. For sure. What, what is what is some of that privilege that we feel like we may have? Well, I mean, I see it where I live. Um, in the winter months, spring, I get lighter, right? Like, I'm super light. My hair is curly. It's light. Um, it's like a light brown. I, I live in Carmel, Indiana, right? During those months, all the people, you know, Car Carmel, Indiana is predominantly white, right? So people there treat me differently during the winter, spring months, than they do during the summer when I'm tan, I'm brown. Like, if I go into the grocery store in, April, in what, January, I'll get highs, I'll get smiles, I'll get, like, all of that. But then if I go right now in the summer, like, people won't even look at me. If they look at me, they give me, like, a weird stare and stuff like that. So, like, I understand that depending on what I look like, when I look more my like not what lighter. is it lighter skin <laughs> like i'm treated differently than when i'm darker and stuff and i look more mexican i guess if i look mexican at all which i always get told i never do but yeah so i know i have that privilege and I, but i mean i've used that privilege mm -hmm. to my advantage you know like when somebody's trying to treat somebody wrong because they don't know the language like i'll step in and i'll help them out you know and they'll be like shocked like what like you speak mm -hmm. spanish you know so i recognize my privilege and i use it to the best of my advantages not only to benefit me but to benefit those around me so you know i find it crazy that to this point in my life with everything that i've experienced probably just because of the person i am where like i don't i don't take anything really personal or like i don't feel like i've ever been 
in a situation where I'm like, oh, they're they're treating me this way because I'm Hispanic or because I speak Spanish, and I think that's a privilege on it on itself. I I don't know if it's because of like how I act, or if it's really just because like I'm so oblivious to people trying to like, treat me a certain way. Because if something like that does happen, I'm just like, oh, you just you just suck. Like it's not because of anything else. It's just because you're just horrible. Or, or like you just don't like me for because you just don't like me but it, it never occurs to me that it's because of my race okay. or because of my language and I uh, I see that but I also see like how other people get treated or can get treated just because of their skin color or their accent or things like that mm-hmm. and I relate to it but I feel bad in a way because I've never experienced it myself and I'm not I'm not sure why and that's some privilege right there yeah yeah I think for me like the reason why I say like I'm comfortable in white settings is just because of my job right now like I work basically with like just white people there's one Filipina there's another Latina and then the two front desk um, staff are black but like all the doctors all the all the fellows all, all the other technicians are all white so I've kind of just had to like make myself feel comfortable and like just like make that space for me to be me mm-hmm. um because like obviously they've said things to me that I'm kind of like hmm you probably should not be saying that to me <laughs> tilt head but I'm, 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 I'm yeah like tilt tilt head like but I'm gonna let it slide <laughs> but, yeah. but let me educate you I could end your career right now <laughs> yeah and me you know outside. but then there's also like I don't know so I think like I've learned to make myself like be seen and like be valued and like just like not feel intimidating in that setting having worked there now like for two years um and i'm still learning to like you know speak my mind and all that but i think that's just like in general like life in general um but that's what i kind of meant more yeah. of like i had to learn to adapt not adapt no not adapt but to make space for myself assimilate Tampoco. I no <laughs> make space for me to be me like this is me period. she said what she said <laughs> period um i think for me it's my my legal status i think i was able to have a green card very early on in my life mm. um and not till recently a few years ago did i was i tried to make like i people tried to make it a bad thing and i never looked at it as a bad thing but also i think a lot of us never i had never stepped back and thought that i had privilege Mm -hmm. as a black presenting immigrant person in the u.s so for me it was like oh wait i do have some privilege i speak english i have legal status i can vote i can travel and there's some privilege into that there's some privilege that i can apply to work anywhere i can fly anywhere I can apply for benefits um, that certain people can't. And sometimes that doesn't invalidate my experience of me coming here as an immigrant and not having legal status at one point. But I have to realize that where I'm at right now in my life, I do hold some privilege. Um, And I think that we're taught to like feel bad about it or feel ashamed of it. And we can't really blame certain individuals for falling in certain places in their life. But we have to acknowledge, I think the bigger question is, what are you doing with that now? Like, are you using that privilege for good? Are you using that privilege to lift other people's voices? Mm -hmm. And not feel bad about it. Like, Mm -hmm. I should be able to tell you, hey, I have some privilege on this certain topic. And you shouldn't make me feel about it. And I shouldn't feel like I have something better than you do or like feel like I'm better than you. Mm -hmm. So I think think it's important to talk about privilege because we don't talk about it often because we feel like sometimes we feel like we have no privilege or some people want to make themselves be the victim constantly Mm -hmm. but even some people who may only have DACA or whatnot if you speak English that is a privilege you hold a privilege because you speak English at that point yes you may not have legal full legal status but you speak English and you can get a job you already have more doors open right so that's some that's privilege in itself right there so just something for everybody out there to think about yes Uh, think about what kind of privilege do you hold and what are you doing with that privilege? Mm-hmm. Period. 
But no, dude, when I was coming back from uh, Puerto Rico, I passed like TSA and like they were like, OK, you're good. And then when I walked a little further, this immigration officer looked at me and he just like pointed at me and he was like, come here. I was like, what? Because <laughs> it just said like, you know, like I, like basic, not ice, but like immigration, mm-hmm. whatever. And he was like, where are you from? And I was like, Indiana. And he was like, are you a resident? And I was like, no. And he was like, so how are you here? And so I like finally gave him like my DACA card and he was like, oh, okay, you're good. But like, I just felt so like, in my heart, I was like, yeah. like, it was just such an experience. And I was like, damn, like having DACA is like, a privilege right now like, yeah. if not i would probably be getting sent to mexico right now yeah. so but I, I had never experienced that it was it was not fun i've had some fun times with immigration uh, yeah even with my green card that's so, so funny because <laughs> my my sister had a situation like that um my sister is i don't even know how you would describe my sister honestly at this point she's been everywhere her her accent is like i but she's uh, is she an an Australian resident? She's she embraces her her Mexican nationality to like the fullest as much as she can. She is a Australian citizen, okay, and a Mexican citizen. But she speaks her. She still hear her Mexican accent. You hear her Aussie accent. Mm-hmm. She lived in um, Argentina for a while. She, you hear her Argentinian accent. Mm-hmm. She lived in Cornwall for like a couple of years. That's in uh, London. You hear her British accent. Yeah, so bro, when she, she talks, I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> she a whole transformer. Huh? She a whole transformer. Yeah. She, and, but it's <laughs> funny because when she was coming here, um, her boyfriend um, has a... Uh, a British passport um, so he went in they didn't bat an eye she comes in with her Mexican passport mm-hmm. you get stop you get in question mm-hmm. but when she came in with her Australian passport nothing you're, you're just passing through yeah and she's like what the fuck is going on it's funny how much a piece of, like a piece of paper can be yeah and it 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 doesn't matter where you go because whenever I travel to Dominican Republic I'll travel with my Dominican passport mm-hmm. And like when I enter Dominican Republic, because they're just like, oh, okay, welcome back, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I ever go in with my American passport, they're like, how long are you here for? What are you here for? How much are you gonna be spending? Blah blah. And I'm just like, oh goddamn, like <laughs> yeah. Even when I was going, we were, we were traveling to Mexico. Melissa is entering with her American passport. My sister entered with her Australian passport, and I entered with my Mexican passport. There's a, a completely, I passed like this. It's a completely different side. Mm-hmm. And Melissa and, and my sister were like waiting. We we still missed the flight, and it was the whole experience. <laughs> but I found out like they're like, "Oh, you're Mexican. You you're over here, and you're passing like this." And I think also going back to like the privilege thing, we also should recognize um, the privileges that we have outside the U.S. Mm-hmm. with this this nationality that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently went to go renew my passport. Uh, but I also got my IFE, which allows mm. me to vote in Mexico. Mm. So also like knowing that I have privileges outside of my home country where mm. I can still make a change there. Mm. Um, it's something that we should. Dang, I can do that. And I have never, I've never gotten it. Yeah, you Damn. can do that too. I can do that. I think anybody can do it. That's the only. That's the only place I, I can vote. Only four. <laughs> you can still do it. Yeah. No, I know. I was just, there's so much I probably don't. And it's just like, I well, like I've I've had this for a while. Yeah. And I've never, like, tried to make an impact in my own country because <laughs> I feel like I'm so I feel like I'm so disconnected from so it. Far like, from it. Yeah. like it's only a vacation spot or something. But like my roots are there. Like I can make a change. I do have a voice there. Yeah. And yeah. I can make an impact there as well. So like also knowing that to not only focus on the privileges that you have here in the States, but privileges that you might have outside the state too. That's true. Yeah. Well, with that, I think we gave you guys a lot of information. A lot to think about. A lot to think about. I think Sandy's mind is just completely blown right I now. I'm like... But we, we hope that you <laughs> <I> enjoyed... <laughs> we hope that you enjoyed uh, our episode two weeks ago and enjoyed this episode coming out. And hit us up. Talk, talk to us. What, what did you like? What didn't you like? What do you agree with? What don't you agree with? Feel free to slide into our DMs on Twitter and on Instagram. And let us know. Let's talk. Let's make this a conversation with no filter, 
with no expectations, no cancel culture worry, and let's just talk. This is what we're doing and this is what we, we want to put out there in the world. And I'm really excited about this conversation. I think it was a great one. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited that we were able to have it. I feel like we've had similar conversations in the past, but we were holding back a little bit. Yes. And I'm glad that we were able to do this. Yeah, me too. Um, and again, if you ever want to come on the, uh, you know, come come on and like talk to us, like live, like with us, just let us know. And you can always, you can always join the conversation. I think we're always looking for now, like we're really just like looking to just have a conversation with anyone and see what you think. Mm-hmm. Period. Um, follow us. Oh, now we can tell people where to follow yes. us. You can follow us on Instagram at the U- US, well, not US, us, at the, U- <laughs> the US podcast. Rewind. Freaky, freaky fresh. Uh, at the US podcast. Um, and then on Twitter is also yep. the, uh, yeah, at the US podcast. Podcast as well. Yes. Um, no Facebook right now. Currently, yes. Bueno, eso es todo. Feliz mes de la herencia hispana. Espero que la pasen bien, que coman rico, que disfruten, que bailen. Y aquí estamos todos. Ese es José y chao. Y yo, Lupe. Muchas gracias. Muchas gracias por estar con nosotros. Sandy, buenas noches a todos. Que tengan un magnífico mes de la herencia hispana. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.